Living Dead in Austin is brought to you by the Armadillo Podcasting Club. Did you know that armadillos first won the right to vote in 1764? They won the right to vote through a pinnacle tournament with the U.S. president, which is how everyone wins the right to vote, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So who was president in 1764 again? <laughs> John Smith. Son, Smithsonian. John Smithsonian. John Smithsonian. Yeah. The, the famous uh, museum purveyor. Yeah. President. yeah, the Smithsonian Museums were started by the, the 1764 U.S. president, John Smithsonian. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> For more armadillo-related facts, to find out how you can access episodes a day early, and to check out our other podcasts, visit us at armadillo.club. The sun's going down in Bonton, Louisiana, and things are about to get weird. Hello there. You're listening to Living Dead in Austin. We're reading Charlene Harris's Sookie Stackhouse novels. I'm Alice Sullivan. I'm Jeff Lake. And I'm Michael Sparkman. And today we're going to be reading the prologue through Chapter 5 of Dead to the World, the fourth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery series. Previously, Sookie and Bill are on the outs as his secret project for the Vampire Queen of Louisiana starts taking up all his time. And then he gets called away on a business, I put that in air quotes, trip. Mm. After Bubba messily resolves an attack on Sookie's workplace, Eric reveals that Bill's business trip is less about business and more about business. You know, with the, you know, like... Well, was that supposed to be sexy? <laughs> Wait, business. Okay, there is we go. That's okay. a lot sexier. <laughs> business. Well, maybe that's too sexy. <clears throat> with a vampire ex. So Bill's dick gets him kidnapped and it's up to our psychic detective to save him for some reason. But it's okay, because she's being escorted by a mountain of sexy muscles and southern charm named Alcide. Alcide takes her to the titular Club Dread, a local bar only for soups, where she meets Alcide's shitty ex, Debbie, and gets accosted by a werewolf who needs to learn about consent. Fortunately, the King of Mississippi intercedes on her behalf and asks her to come back to his... his bar. So he also learns that the Vampire King probably has Bill, so she takes him up on the offer. The next night, Sookie finds her friend Tara there and thwarts an assassination attempt by taking a stake to the guts. Eric, incognito, rescues her and they go to the Vampire King's compound for some vampire healing. Spoilers, it involves vampires putting their mouth on you. Like all vampire healing. (laughs) (laughs) While Sookie's recovering, she and Eric have a moment that's interrupted by Bubba, the Vampire King of cockblocking. (laughs) (laughs) He was the king of... Something else, and now he's the king of cockblocking. Yeah, I mean, there's the, king the queen of, of Louisiana, the king of Mississippi, cock-block. and the king of cockblocking, you know, <laughs> the vampire royalty. Uh, he's found Bill being tortured by his vampire ex in the pool house, so chain fighting Sookie kicks it into high gear. She kicks in the door, sticks va- Bill's vampire ex, tears off his chains, tosses him in the trunk of his stolen vehicle, and she's gone. Her badass rescue gets hosed right at the end when someone locks her in the trunk with her rescuee. In an animal frenzy, Bill brutalizes her, so Sookie decides it's time to break up. She catches the ride home with Eric, stopping briefly to massacre a pack of werewolf assassins at a gas station. Sookie decides she's done with this entire mess of vampire drama and rescinds both Eric's and Bill's invitation to her house, where she has Bill's secret project. Bum, bum, bum. (laughs) Well, let's start this book the best way to always start a book, by judging its cover. What do y'all think? I'm beginning to detect a theme here. Yet again, we have Sookie riding a vampire through the sky like a Pegasus. Mm. Sometimes it's a coffin, sometimes it's a vampire. Yeah, I mean, I assume there was a vampire in the coffin when she was riding the coffin. Okay. 
I assume from the blonde hair that this is Eric, but with the frequency of Sookie scans, I am surprised that she failed to mention that Eric has one eye that's freakishly larger than the other one. <laughs> like if you look at his face, it's a little it's a little off putting. But I guess that doesn't. Uh, doesn't maybe register. he's making one of his sexy. Like <laughs> maybe I want to have sex with you. Maybe I want to eat you. Faces. <laughs> I guess so. You know, it's funny. Did anyone else? This would be like an amazing magical adventure riding a vampire, but I guess to Sookie, it's probably pretty mundane at this point because the look on her face is very much, I'm just going to the grocery, I'm going over my grocery store list in, the, in, the, <laughs> in my head as I'm riding the city bus, you know? So she looks just like Rosamund Pike. <laughs> you, you think so? She does look a lot like her in this, doesn't she? Yeah. Right. Like not, not a happy Rosamund Pike too. Yeah. Yeah. Like maybe Rosamund Pike is having like a, a real, a hard day. <laughs> yeah. A little well, shell Maybe they need to go back and remake the series with Rosamund Pike when she's done with Wheel of Time. Oh, I'd be done with that. Yeah. 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 She can do anything. She, she can sure do, can. She can do any book that we do a podcast about. In fact, in the Harry Potter remake that's coming in about two or three years at this point, right? <laughs> she's going to make a really good Ron Weasley. <laughs> <laughs> Love also, it. Also, this graveyard has what I assume is an unusual number of wolves in it. Uh, but then, in, now that I'm thinking about it, I haven't, haven't actually spent much time in a graveyard. So maybe this is totally normal. Yeah, every graveyard. It's like... T- Ten wolves to a grave. Oh, okay. Yeah, they're just full of wolves. Where do yeah. they get all the wolves? They just live there. Oh. Yeah, they, they were already there yeah, oh. before the graveyard got there. They, <laughs> so, they put in the graveyard where the wolves are. Oh, they find the wolves and they put the graveyard. I guess that makes the body disposal easier, right? Yeah. These are interestingly shaped wolves. They're kind of looking up, but they're shaped like the tombstones, which yeah. was intentional, but it's a little confusing. I think so, Yeah. Yeah. They're camouflaged. So, I mean, they're, they're, they're probably like shifters, right? I assume they're not just regular wolves. You know, they, they look like uh, wolf-shaped tombstone cozies. <laughs> that's <laughs> it. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> so they, they like to put little cozies on the tombstones to make it less creepy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> tombstones warm. You know? mm-hmm. That must be it. That makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Dead to the World. It starts with a prologue tying up loose ends, and I was really curious why this wasn't just included in the last book because it's kind of like the it's kind of like the evil guy explaining the plot and the reason why he did things at the end of a really bad movie but it's the prologue of this yeah Yeah. maybe it's like uh maybe from the response to the book she and her editor felt maybe this needed to be a little bit more explanation because the ending was a little abrupt yeah we learned that or maybe it's just since bill's not going to be in here and bill's like a a starring character Maybe they, they felt, after the book was written, they felt they should go back and add a little prologue to tell people where Bill is. Do, give, do you all know why they, why they wrote Bill off of this book? Was he doing something else at the time? <laughs> <laughs> was he working on another show? I don't know. I wonder. I think he had some legal difficulties. Oh, you know? uh, yeah. It was like it was a little shady and they wanted to let things simmer down before they put him back in. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. So just in the prologue, we find out that Lorena was Bill's maker and he had to obey her because she said she would kill Sookie if Bill didn't leave her. And he's off to Peru. So, yeah. bye, Bill. Yeah, I know. I, I think it's a pretty romantic move he's got where, you know, leave a note on the on your girlfriend's door and then wait in the woods watching <laughs> and then emerge from the woods. I mean, Sookie twigs it too, right? She's like, all right, you can come on in. Yeah, this is not it's, the first time he's done it. Yeah, she knows he's in the woods. <laughs> I yeah. like, like to watch her read my notes. <laughs> my fine calligraphy. I gotta say, like... I can't imagine why she decides to let Bill talk it out with her. Like, she comes home, finds this note. I I can't imagine why she wouldn't just tell him to fuck right off and die, right? Yeah. But no. Oh, sorry. Die again. Sorry. Exactly. Um, 
But yeah, I guess it's something to do with the fact that she's feeling sorry for herself because her fabulous mag- magical powers make it hard to date. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, He's really good at doing sex, apparently. Oh, also that, yeah. The, the vampire dicking. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know. This whole, this whole explanation feels a little bit like a cop-out to me. You know, he's like, oh... Hooking up with Lorena was totally not my fault. You know, it was all to keep you safe, Sookie. That was like, it just felt like kind of a, a shady explanation, you know? And she she thinks so, too. She's yeah. like, uh-huh, I've heard that before. Oh, I had to go back to her. Yeah, yeah. exactly right. Oh, and then also, so uh, about the werewolf you're dating, it's like, keep it classy, Bill, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Uh, all right. Bill's off to Peru. Bye, Bill. Chapter one. It's New Year's Eve at Merlot's. Sookie is still thinking about Bill. I, th- I think New Year's Eve is probably the worst possible night of the year to work in a bar. Oh, I would agree. I was thinking about it. Like, like she talks about how it's like really rough and it's like all the cleanup and stuff. And I was, it never really occurred to me. But I think that I can't think of a worse night to be working in a bar. Well, you get lots of tips and stuff, right? Yeah, but it like it go. Everyone stays extra late. Like everyone's making a mess. Everyone gets extra drunk and probably pretty rowdy. You know, it's just like probably. Probably exhausting. But you're, you're right. And you're supposed to like throw confetti and shit around, which she co- quite rightly complains about. Yeah, that sucks. Yeah. yeah. Also, she apparently she handed over Bill's vampire database stuff without any any fuss, which I think is a missed opportunity. <laughs> she should have like bent him over a barrel for that. That's the money right there. She could have, but it's also a good way to just be dead very quickly. Right? <laughs> yeah. I think she does mention something like he probably could pay somebody to just break into my house and steal it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I that's suppose that's true. Somebody you don't want to p- piss off if you can help it. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah. We in the modern world, of course, know that she should just make a copy, right? I, I don't... like upload a, a cloud backup somewhere. I don't get it, the impression... She zip that stuff up. ...that Suki is particularly technologically uh, savvy. I guess not, but she should have. Yeah, no, you're right. This was published in 2004. I mean, did yeah. regular people have the cloud back then? Uh, no, well, there were such things as <laughs> servers that you could upload stuff to. Sure. Uh, but they didn't call it the cloud because that's just like a marketing buzzword. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure that internet didn't come to Louisiana until like 2009, 2010. Uh, yeah, I think so. That's oh, right, right when they, right after they laid in the lines for electricity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Up until now, she's always talking about how they're having to fan each other. You know. That's, <laughs> yeah. And anyway, uh, Jason's dating a shifter. Yeah, we, I guess we don't know what she is exactly, but some kind of shifter. Yeah. Yeah, and once again, I think uh, Harris does a really, really good job just quickly bringing the reader up to speed. It just in a few pages, you learn everything you would possibly need to know to. Even if you hadn't read the previous books, which yeah. I appreciate how she does that. It's so economical. Yeah, it's, it's interesting how you can recap in like three pages instead of a hundred pages. I know, that's amazing, right? <laughs> um, everybody's, after all the guests leave, uh, all the employees are sharing their New Year's wishes. And Sookie has a good moment of introspection when she realizes her wish is to not get beaten up anymore. Because <laughs> oh, that's, that's so when you need to rethink your life choices, which she realizes, thankfully. Yeah, she's like, my new I want my wish is to not be hospitalized. And uh, my resolution is to stay out of trouble. And I bet we can all guess how long that lasts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She, she even tells her friends about it. And her friends are all like, yeah, that's a good resolution. So. Yeah, really? <laughs> Seriously? Really yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I guess we, they all, we also note that there are a couple of other, so there's a, a shapeshifter in the bar, but there's also a vampire and then there's a something else, right? Like she doesn't know what it is. Yeah, a mysterious woman who's attracting a lot of people. Yeah, given the list of creatures that we've encountered so far, uh, the something else, I guess, could be a lot of things, you know? Okay. Here's my vote, mm-hmm. my guess, mm-hmm. sea monster. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait. Like, what kind of sea monster? That's that's kind like, of what? Like, she's, what she is is she's the dress, a, a, a fancy dress wrapped around the end of a tentacle that mm. extends out the door <laughs> all the way to the ocean. <laughs> And is the long long finger of a, of a sea monster, of okay. a kraken that encircles the world. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Totally. Yeah, I, I buy that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you mention how her, both of her eyes are small suction cups? <laughs> right. <laughs> With a little, like, permanent marker face drawn on? Yeah, she kind of undulates. Every time she talks, it just sounds like... <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Nobody, nobody can clo- get the door closed. When she's in the room. <laughs> <laughs> on account of the tentacle. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, I think, yeah, I, I mean, I think that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Flash forward, she's driving home, and there's a half-naked man running down the road towards her house. Yeah. yeah. We, you know, this strikes me as particularly relevant considering Sookie's very recent resolution. <laughs> she's like, she finds yeah. a half-naked man who turns out to be our dear Eric Northman, and she's like, I'm going to make this my problem. Yeah. <laughs> if If I, you know, as a, as a woman, if I saw a man running like down the road after midnight out in the middle of nowhere, I would, I'd feel a little bad about it, but I would go home and call the cops and be like, Hey, come check this guy out. But Sookie's like, fuck no, I'm getting out of my car. Oh, Hey, look, it's a vampire. That's cool. Yeah, I know. Like this is, I feel like this, this point in the story is like a crucial fork in the road where Sookie could just like file this under not not my problem, but no, she piles the supernatural apex predator (laughs) with no memory of their friendship into her car. You know, I mean, at at first she knows who it is. So she thinks she can trust Eric, but then Eric's like, I don't remember anything except that I'm a vampire and I kill people. Yeah. And the Sookie's like, all right, it seems fine. And she doesn't even recognize it's him though. When she first stops the car. That is true. Yeah. Yeah. She stops it. Anyway, yeah. whatever. Strange. I guess. I guess she figured she's got her chain in the back of her car. So she's probably <laughs> and in Sookie's defense, like, like, he that's did. My fetish. He did pay to regravel her driveway, and he paid for the really nice gravel. That's true. It's true. The good kind. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but so it is Eric. But yeah. he seems to have some kind of amnesia and just does not remember anything or recognize her. Or have yeah. any idea who he is? Doesn't remember his name. Doesn't remember any. Yeah. Yeah. Anything. She does consider that getting involved with Eric again might lead to her breaking her resolution and ending up in the hospital. But, uh, you know, it's passing thought. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She takes him home, cleans him up. Gets him out of most of his clothes. Gets him out of most of his clothes, except for some sexy, red, stretchy bikini bikini underwear. underwear. Yeah. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, yeah, I mean, but honestly, not that surprising, right? Like, she mentions that, oh, last time I saw him, he was wearing some silk boxers. But at the same time, like, not that surprising that he's got, like, some flaming red. Well, uh, you got different loadouts for different... You know, purposes, right? It was New Year's Eve. Wow, that's a good point. You know, uh, he he clearly had some plans. You, you, yeah, you, you got to truss it up, on, you know, if you're going out for a real party, right? Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Did you say truss it up? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? You're just going to take it out and not put a bow on it or anything? <laughs> you got to you gotta stow the, the cargo. You got to batten the hatches. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, like, if you're going in for a party, you, you want to you dress the part, right? <laughs> yeah, you got to... You gotta reef the main mast. <laughs> Give us more sea metaphors. This is good. Uh, you gotta. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> okay. Yeah. She also washes his feet, which I guess is like a southern hospitality thing. I I don't know. I don't recall everyone ever having offered to wash my feet, but you know, well, I think they were hurt really badly. You know. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's a vampire. You know, she's like wounds with dirt in them. She's just he's tending a vampire. Them. Yeah, they're ripped up. They heal real fast. Probably didn't care. Yeah. But she she calls Fantasia and talks to Pam. Yeah. And Pam. I like Pam, by the way. I know. She's one of my favorites. Every time, every time she comes on, she's like very direct, you know, just like to the point. And you always know where you stand with Pam, good or bad, right? Yep. 
Yeah. yeah, she's a great character. Apparently, some witches did something to Eric, which is why he's messed up. So there are witches. Yep. <laughs> I don't think we knew that, now right? Now we know yeah. there are witches. Yeah. Yep. We're on. Not just like the, you know, the, hey, I like to light candles kind of witches. The witches who are like, hey, I cast spells and obliterate vampire memories, apparently. So we're on supernatural type number four. Right. Because yeah. we have this, we have the vampires, the werewolves slash shifters, the minads. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And witches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is... And that goblin doctor guy. Oh, right. Oh, that's goblin. true. Yeah. yeah. Dr. Ludwig, whatever she is. Then which could be a hobbit. And the goblin bouncer from Fantasia. That's sorry, right. From Josephine's. Yeah. I think those fall under the category of elves. Oh. Type, types of elves, uh, I think. All right. Uh, but it's too late now, in the evening now. But tomorrow, Pam and uh, Chow, one of the other impl- Eric's minions, is going to come. Yeah. So Eric ends up in bed with Sookie. Uh, yeah, Almost that happened fast. Uh-huh. Yeah. I gotta say, we're, what, what are we, like, two hours after her New Year's resolution? Mm-hmm. And I have this feeling that this is not really going the way that we would uh, we would hope for Sookie. No. No. Yeah. I don't think this is going to go any better. Yeah. Chapter two. The next evening, Jason stops by. Uh-huh. And it's <laughs> his usual charming self. So charming. Yeah. And, and she warns him that... Um, the girl he was with last night was something. And Jason said something about how she was a tiger in the sack. <laughs> and so he's like, oh, God, really? <laughs> no, not literally. Wait. No, not literally. Wait, was she? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, so okay, I fucked a tiger. <laughs> uh, so, But I didn't know it was a supernatural tiger in my defense. I feel like Sookie's a little bit judgy on this woman. We don't know anything about her except that she's a shifter. And Sookie herself has got her motor running for a particular wear, right? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. On the one hand, like it does feel like important information to tell us a potential romantic partner. But on the other hand, maybe not on the first date, yeah, right? It's not first date material. That's like third date, maybe, you know. Right. So yeah, I, I think I think Sookie was uh, out of line spilling the beans here. Mm-hmm. Jason goes off to go shopping for some clothes and some blood for Eric. And while he's gone, Pam and Chow arrive. Oh, they also have a nice chat about how Jason should uh, take Sookie into his household for protection. Yeah. <laughs> that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's, where does Eric remember that? If he doesn't remember anything else, where does he remember his like old Norse patriarchy? I mean, yeah. where does he remember English? Why isn't he speaking that's a good whatever? Question. Yeah. yeah. Did, didn't she, doesn't she mention in passing that he has like an accent that he didn't have before or something like that? I wonder, I don't, I don't remember, maybe not. But. I don't think so. I think it's just, it's more pronounced sometimes. Gotcha. I think she makes that point. She says that when um, he's talking, when he's talking about things that make him sound very old fashioned, like... She shouldn't be working and her brother should just take care of her. I it sounds like, it's okay. You shouldn't be working. Instead <laughs> of your brother, take care of your Suki. Whoa, that sounds just like Eric in my head. It's amazing. We have listeners in Scandinavia. Don't be racist against their Scandinavian listeners. Yeah, Scandinavian <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Check out our, our Patreon. Patreon. <laughs> okay, here, I'll, I'll say it in your language. <laughs> Check out our Patreon. <laughs> and feel free to mock our dumb American accents too if you want. Perfect. <laughs> our feelings will not be hurt. Uh, Jason comes back and there's wanted posters around town saying that Eric was kidnapped and people are very worried and they want him back. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is this is a this is kind of a 
just like this whole thing is a little weird, right? Like <laughs> when Jason shows up, Pam jumps him and then Chow and Pam seem to have this like conversation about whether or not they should just kill them both. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's a real tense moment. Yeah. Uh, or, or sorry, sorry. If a tornado is going to strike their house mysteriously <laughs> yeah. and or, kill them. Or they'll accidentally fall down some stairs. Yeah. yeah. Or a flood, a freakish flood that's only striking in that one area yeah. is going to... Cut drown. themselves shaving with the with their vampire fang shavers. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, all I could think was like, this is why you don't hang out, hang out with vampires, Sookie. This is why, yeah. right yeah, here. I was, I was, this whole time I thought there was this like undercurrent of menace from Eric himself that Sookie didn't really seem to be feeling. Because mm-hmm. if Eric doesn't remember why he likes you, why why isn't Eric just going to eat you? Maybe he doesn't remember that that vampires are out now and they don't eat humans. Yeah. And that, that okay. it's, or something like that. Yeah, he doesn't probably, right? Those are all really good points that I don't think she thought through. Does yeah. he even remember what true blood is? Yeah. Did he know what was in that bottle when she was heating up? I, I don't know. He probably smelled it. Well, but it never. She smells like blood. <laughs> That's a good point. Either way, Suki I, defeats the situation. So. I really like Jason and Pam's dynamic. Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> you could just see Jason's brain kind of short-circuiting. Like, it's a woman. Oh, wait, I shouldn't, I shouldn't hit on her. But it's a woman. <laughs> <laughs> she's pretty hot, but she's a vampire. But she is very hot. <laughs> yeah. I'm kind of into this. I don't know. But... Very tense. Um, Pam and Chow, it looks like they're going to kill Sookie and Jason because then, hey, problem solved. Nobody knows. Uh, nobody else knows where Eric is. True. Uh, but Eric intervenes. So that's nice. Yeah. And we get a little and we get some information about what happened to Eric. He was bewitched, apparently. Some witches came to Shreveport and they wanted protection money from Eric, which I didn't understand because if I was a witch, I would not go to other incredibly powerful supernatural people and try to blackmail them get them to pay protection money i would just go to regular dumb humans and do it yeah i guess that's a good point i, I guess use, vampires use, like, mind are, magic on them or something yeah, yeah maybe they're more maybe the vampires are more vulnerable to their magic for some reason maybe um maybe the fact that they're vampires means that they're less likely to report it as a crime i mean like there's a lot of things right i think these are bad witches well, definitely uh, like, bad like witches. I mean, maybe they're good at witching but they're bad at uh at Morality, I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. So maybe they're like off the grid and like the normal witch culture would, would normally not do this for the purpose of peace and tranquility. Yeah, I think that's and true. And these, these ones are like preying on people that can't go to the cops as easily or something like that. Oh, maybe. Either way, like, the deal like criminals is... Criminals attacking other criminals. Oh, yeah, it could be, yeah. Either way, the deal is either half of Eric's business or seven nights of fucking and one-fifth of Eric's businesses. Yeah, I, I'm surprised. He, we, we need to know more about what this. Why did not? Why did he not take this deal? Yeah, I, I, we suddenly have a monetary value on Eric's dick, and it's apparently pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, we know, like, percentage-wise, how much of the value he brings in is directly from his lovemaking prowess. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it's 80% of his take. <laughs> apparently, yeah. Yeah. From 50% of your business to 20% of your business. Hmm, not bad. Uh, Eric turned her down for whatever reason. Chow attacked her, the head of the coven, um, Hallow. And, and as I soon as... It was the messenger, I think. He attacked the messenger. Oh, he attacked the messenger? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But as soon as that happened, Eric disappeared until he showed up on Sookie's road. Yeah. Um, Pam decides that Eric should hide with Sookie since the witches are looking for him. I know. And Jason negotiates a payout, which I was like, what the fuck, dude? I thought this was Jason coming through, right? Really? Because Sookie was going to do this crap anyway. Now she's going to do it and get $35,000. I think he could have. I think he could have. 
which is a little higher than 35,000, but you know. I don't know. I mean, this is pretty low rent vampire stuff, right? Yeah, but the thing is, um, the the witches were offering on those wanted posters. I think it was fifty thousand dollars. That's true. So they should have at least she should have at least been getting fifty thousand. Yeah, you start high, like he didn't start high enough. It's the real problem. Yeah. they're they're offering fifty. You offer me seventy five. Yeah, he got anchored. Yeah, right? yeah, exactly. Yeah. Basic but, but negotiating also, tactic here. Like if he's going to threaten to. To out them to the witches, then they could just tear them into pieces and <laughs> and throw them in the woods. That's yeah. a good point, as they pointed yeah. out earlier. Yeah, like the storm's clouding up pretty fast here, Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Tornado warnings afoot. Yeah, uh, but I thought I thought this was we can see why he's in charge of the road crews because I think he adapted to the situation very quickly. I suppose That's so. true. Either way, this this whole scene to me plays out like watching a car crash in slow motion because this is not going to go well for Sookie. This yeah. is not going to go well for Sookie. <laughs> no, not at all. Chapter three. After everyone leaves, Sookie and Eric have a nice little fireside gossip. I kind of love this scene. Like yeah. it's it's adorable, right? They have like a little sleepover chat, and you know, how are we feeling? Tell me about the boy you like. You know that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Which like Eric, the the picture of this like ancient uh, Viking, you know, super vampire like kicking his feet in the air and like listening to Sookie's, you know, <laughs> romantic dramas. Kind of cracks me up a little, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's it's good for Sookie because if you think about it, like how often does she have an opportunity like like this? You know, she has she has her friends who she can read their minds, so it's real awkward. Mm-hmm. And uh, she, here she has Eric, a mind wipe vampire, so she can literally tell him anything. That's true. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, I particularly enjoyed that she referred to Lorena as a vampire hoe. <laughs> and then he picks it up he's like so tell me more about this vampire hoe <laughs> that was quality yeah was, it's great and I, I liked when she she does get scared of him finally uh, a little bit when he starts to show an interest in her and she says she feels like an antelope that was being stalked by a lion who was also a deviant <laughs> Maybe, yeah like a, a lion, lion who wants to bone the antelope <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah and it gets awkward because Eric is the lion and Sookie is the antelope he wants to bone. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, a little, it's a little weird. But speaking of boning, he crawls back in bed with her. No, no, no sexy times, but this is becoming a habit. It's true. But she does. She also sets him up watching uh, episode, old episodes of Buffy, which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, that's cute. You cracked him up. I like it whenever the author makes references to other vampire pop culture. Yeah. It's fun. For sure. Mm-hmm. The next morning, she gets a call from Jason's boss, Catfish. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Jason's missing. Yeah. And Sookie initially isn't worried about it. She's like, yeah, whatever. Until Catfish mentions that Jason's truck was left with the keys in and the doors open, which probably means he's dead. I mean, obviously. <laughs> Jason loves his truck. <laughs> I mean, to be to be fair, that is a... That is a decent consideration oh no i mean i I mean it like that's that's like a jason thing right yeah yeah i mean nobody wants their battery to run out that's true and he loves that truck he does love that truck she stops by jason's house and we meet i'll say beck who we didn't know before i don't think no yeah uh it's wasn't there there was another detective wasn't there oh yeah yeah there's Fleur. no He's the chief, right? Wasn't there? Oh no, Dearborn. Guy? Bud Dearborn. She calls him on the phone. Oh, Bud Dearborn. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. She calls Bud Dearborn, uh, but he doesn't take her seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he does send one of the officers over. I'll see back over to Jason's house. Sookie takes one of Jason's guns, and they go check out the pond that's out back of Jason's house, and there is a bloody boot print on the pier. 
Yeah, this is not not a great sign. No. No, the sheriff's office will eventually get a diver there to check it out, see if they can find his body in the pond. I think it's I think it's kind of funny because uh, you know throughout all of this. Sookie's like thinking about what she's going to do next. And she's like, I'm going to drive to Shreveport and go to the vampire bar and then figure out what's going on. And it's just like, no, Sookie, no, you're going <laughs> to go back home and you're going to wait there. Yeah. And then, and then the detective's like, well, I think Jason's ex is in town and that's awfully suspicious. Like Sookie's like, I'm going to go to Shreveport. I'm going to go, I'm going to take my shotgun to Shreveport and go talk to Jason's ex. Like, no, no, Sookie, go home. What's, what's the outcome here, Sookie? Yeah. What's the play? Yeah, I, I guess we're going to have to change our name to Shotgun Sookie now. Mm, I know, but Chain Fight and Sookie, it just has a rhythm to it. You're right. It does, yeah, yeah. 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 I really like the character of Elsie Beck. I, I thought it was, it's like a classic kind of hard-boiled mystery character. Mm-hmm. Like the cop that, you know, shakes down, takes people down and is corrupt, but also does his job and, and uh, you know, is a morally compromised character. I thought it was classic. Yeah. yeah. In fact, this whole thing, it, it, it reminded me of the, there's this famous uh, essay by Raymond Chandler, on what, what makes a hard-boiled detective, and it's, the, it's very good. But one of the things he says is that the hard-boiled detective can't help, like the, the classic character can't help but get involved in these things because they, they, no matter how cynical they are and no matter how detached they want to be, there's like uh, uh, this need for justice like deep inside them mm-hmm. that they can't deny and that eventually drives them into these horrible situations that gets them gets them really hurt. And that's the thing that's different about them from all the other people in the world, in this morally gray world. Interesting. Yeah. So it's, this, it's a classic trope. Right. That's exactly what Sookie's doing here, right? Just, there's this something inside her that just won't sit still and let her stay out of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of, she 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 does one of her little like brain scans and mentions that uh, he is a corrupt cop, but she falls under the not my problem category. (laughs) (laughs) And he does not like her. No, he does not. Mm -hmm. Chapter four. Sookie has pulled herself over to the side of the road before she goes to Shreveport, just kind of thinking when Tara drives up with that woman we were talking about that Sookie saw at the bar on New Year's Eve, who was clearly. You know, something a sea monster. Yeah, right. Something. The sea monster. Obviously. Yeah, the sea monster. Yeah, weird that they that the sea monster is riding around in a car. That I guess that tentacle is just dragging along behind the whole time, <laughs> just spooling out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe he's got some slack piled up in the back of the car. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so this, we get to what I'm gonna I'm gonna call out the Sookie scan. I was looking for a Sookie scan, but there were no real negative ones. I, think. I know that was Sookie's been very positive. Mm-hmm. But she thinks of uh, of this woman, the tall woman, put even Tara in the shade. She was as dark as Tara, though the new woman had reddish highlights that surprised the eye. She had dark eyes, too, but hers were huge and almond-shaped, almost abnormally large. Her skin was pale as milk, and her legs were as long as a stepladder. <laughs> she was quite gifted in the bosom department, and she was wearing fire engine red from head to toe. Her lipstick matched. La la. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, my. Yeah, so he's into it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a very weird conversation there where Tara pretends to not remember seeing Sookie at that vampire bar. Yeah, um, she's pretend. She, Suki says she thinks she's pretending to have her memory wiped. Yeah, for whatever reason. Yeah, I'm not sure. But yeah, it, it's it's strange, doubly so because Suki would know if she remembered or not, right? Theoretically, yeah. She did. She she mentions that she could read some people better than others, but this is a situation where she'd probably be able to read that, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just trying to show that Tara is avoiding a lot of things. 
Um, But she is able to tell Sookie that Holly and Danielle, who work at Merlot's with Sookie, are witches. So if Sookie wants more information about witches, that's a good place to start. Yeah, useful information. Mm -hmm. And that's when Sookie introduces herself to this this sea monster, Claudine. Yeah, Claudine is definitely a sea monster name. (laughs) Definitely. That's right. And she's there because she's attracted to the weirdness around Bontom. Yeah, I mean... Okay. <laughs> just, I, like the, I love this person actually. Yeah. And she's just like, yeah, a lot of weird crap happens here. And so he's like, oh, so you come here to observe? And she's like, nope, not just observe. It's <laughs> <laughs> not my style. Well, nope. see you, Suki. <laughs> <laughs> this feels like something that Suki should ask about, right? <laughs> like just, just a quite like I, I'd have questions. Like, but... oh, Suki, Suki, you're gonna, you're gonna know what's going on here, no matter what, eventually, right? <laughs> That's right. Oh uh, yeah, Suki doesn't ask any questions. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's a. Uh, She's got other things on her mind, I suppose. Mm-hmm. But they leave, and Sookie goes to Holly's apartment to talk to her about witches. And we get, it's not a Sookie scan, but it is a savage Sookie thought. She's thinking about Holly's ex, a man named David Cleary. David Cleary was one of a large clan. His cousin Far had been in my grade all through school. For Cody's, Holly's sons. Jean's sake, I hope that David was more intelligent than Far, which would be real easy. <laughs> Damn. Wow. Wow, yeah. Sookie. That's what Sookie thinks of David Cleary. Yeah. Yeah, apparently. Yeah. Um, she asks Holly to explain the difference between witches and Wiccans. Okay. Holly is suspiciously informative, I would say. <laughs> like, she knows about Wicca and witches and about the specific witches who are making so much trouble. It's like, huh. It is really, really helpful for Sookie. She asks specifically about those witches in Shreveport. And yeah, Holly provides a whole lot of information because apparently those witches reached out to her. They are bad news. They're very powerful. They drink vampire blood. uh, And some of them are wares. Yeah. And they do evil magic, not the friendly kind of magic. Yep. So So. Sookie has found yet another group of people who she should not be messing with, who I'm sure she will be immediately entangled with in some way. I mean, she's like, so where are these... Holly's like, you don't want to mess with these people. And Sookie's like, okay, so where are they? No, Sookie, you don't want to mess with these people. They're dangerous. Yeah, yeah, I got it. So where are they? (laughs) She's like, read your mind, got it. (laughs) Ah, yeah. So these witches apparently are also in Shreveport. So... uh, Every sign in town is pointing to street for it. I guess that yep. uh, we know where Chain Fighting Sookie's going. Yes. Yeah. Is, is it was where was it Bon Tom that the Claudine wanted to visit for the craziness? Or yeah, was it Shreveport. Shreveport seems to be where it's at. Like, <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, that's true. Sounds like Claudine's picked the wrong spot. Mm. But it's interesting if there is a supernatural reason why this tiny little backwater town has all these supernatural creatures showing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Claudine mentioned something. She she says. Something about how there's vampires and werewolves. An interesting crossroads. Yeah, which makes me think that there's something else going on there. Because that's an old, old thing, right? Crossroads, that's where like the magic happens or the devil meets. And that's like where you're supposed to hang people. Or... Yeah, there's all sorts of legends of stuff that happen at the crossroads or people you meet at the crossroads. Yeah. Because, you know, it's got a symbolic potency. Like mm-hmm. the, the famous one in the South is like Robert Johnson, who supposedly met the devil at the crossroads and sold his soul to him to learn how to play guitar. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it reminds me also of ley lines, you know, that kind of mystical thing, the idea of the places of power in the world. That's what I was kind of thinking of, yeah. Yeah, it also reminds me of the Hellmouth in Buffy the Vampire Slayer. They do mention Buffy the Vampire Slayer, yeah. They do, yeah. So do you think Bon Tom is the Hellmouth? Yeah, I mean, how many Hellmouths can there be, right? There's that one in Sunny, Sunnydale, Sunnyvale. Yeah. Yeah. So possibly all of the above, ley lines, crossroads, and a hellmouth all up in Bontom. Right. Yeah. And it also could just be like a truck stop. <laughs> 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 highway, big highway going through. That's right. 
Chapter five, she goes to Shreveport talking to Jason's old girlfriend is a dead end. Not quite sure why that was included in the story because it just turns out to be nothing. Yeah, it's got to be a weird conversation too, right? So my brother's missing and you guys used to bone. Did you kill him? No? All right. Well, (laughs) can you you think about whether you killed him or not real quick? (laughs) (laughs) You don't have to say anything. Just think about it. Just think about it. Mm -hmm. She is kind of... Not sure what to do with herself. A lot of nervous energy worrying about Jason. And God, I, I made me realize how much not having a cell phone sucked. Yeah, there are several points in this book where she's like at her house. She's like, oh, I can't leave my house because what if they call? And she's like, well, hmm, I'll leave a note. And she's like, no, dude, cell phone, man. Yeah. She even thinks about the fact that she that there are cell phones, but she just hasn't you know, been able to budget for one. Yeah, I feel but, like somebody like Sookie really needs a cell phone. Yeah, Definitely. her line of work or... Uh, occupation, hobby, lifestyle <laughs> choice, whatever this is. Yeah. It's a good investment, Sookie. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> she goes to Fantasia, even though it's closed, and the employee entrance is open, and she's about to jet out of there, but she hears a moan, and knowing Sookie, she has to go inside this creepy, <laughs> abandoned uh, vampire club oh, and Sookie. check it out. There's a moment. She's like, she's like when she notices the door is unlocked, she's like... This is probably a really bad idea. And she's like, she decides to leave. But then, yeah, she hears the moan and she changes her mind. Yeah, she, she actually thinks like, she has a little deal with herself. She looks around like, if I can actually see a payphone, I'll call the cops. Nope, don't see one in this alley. I gotta go in. <laughs> Going in. Here we go. <laughs> uh, and she finds a waitress. The witches came last night and they attacked the two waitresses who were left there trying to find Eric. One of them is alive and sadly the other one died from being attacked. And even while this one woman is lying on the ground in horrible, horrible agony because they like shortened her muscles or something. Which yeah. sounds they gave her some crazy cramp. So super this is, fucked this is up. Awful. Yeah, it sounds absolutely awful. And this woman's in terrible pain and Sookie is still like mocking her the entire time <laughs> in her head. I know. Yeah. Oh, listen <laughs> to the way she talks. Yeah, uh, if you didn't love vampires so much. I know. Huh? so dumb. Jeez, Sookie. So Sookie's like, I'm going to call 911. I'm out of here. You never saw me. Yeah. She's, she's, at this point, she's kind of coming up short on leads, right? Probably just time to go home. Yeah, definitely. Time to go home and just wait by the phone like a responsible yeah. person. Things are starting to get a little dark. Starting yeah. to get pretty close to the action, Sookie. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Time to time to head out. You know, remember that New Year's resolution, Sookie? No, no, no. Just kidding. She calls Alcide. <laughs> yeah. She decides to make a pit stop at Alcide's office to check out that uh, <clears throat> mountain of man muscle. I mean, she'd been driving all day. She's probably real thirsty. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope somebody in his office has got a mop because she's going to be drooling all over that floor. Yeah, drooling. <laughs> Um, but I mean, it makes sense because the leader of the witches, Hallow, is aware. So it would make sense that Alcide, who's tied into the werewolf world, would need to know about this. Yeah, that's a very good uh, way that she justifies going to see Alcide. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, and the phone call doesn't do it. Yeah. Can't send him a letter. No, no, no. Him a note. Gotta mm-hmm. go to that office. Mm. You gotta smell him while yeah. you tell him. <laughs> <laughs> smell him while you tell him. <laughs> As the old saying goes. <laughs> She gets Alcide up to speed, and we find out that Debbie, fucking Debbie, lied about Sookie and Bill dating. Okay, Alcide. Yeah. Come on, man. I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. Alcide is, is a dull knife. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Come, come, like, like why, would, why would you ever? Like, why would you believe Debbie? Like, she is a, she's done this before, right? Come yeah. on. Come it's just on. like a toxic, abusive relationship, I guess, that he just can't quit. Yeah, it's terrible. Yeah. And I, I'm starting to really worry about that owl guy. Where's the owl guy? Yeah, that's a good question. I like the owl guy. I know you liked him. I think he's, think he's probably dead. 
dead. Well, I, yeah, I, they I probably mean, just broke up. I mean, what? <laughs> I don't know, man. You think maybe like he got freak accident torn apart by wolves? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's probably what happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Who but, knows? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, either way, Sookie takes him to Applebee's to catch him up on everything that's going on. Yeah. <laughs> Applebee's is the perfect place to discuss secret doings. I mean, like in rural Louisiana, that's probably like just about as classy as it gets. Yeah. I mean... I guess, I guess so. Even this whole time with everything that's going on, she still cannot stop thinking about how attracted she is to Alcide. I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's pretty hot, right? He's pretty dreamy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He can be her daytime guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He takes her to meet his pack master, a Colonel Flood. Yeah, so I guess Suki just meets all the movers and shakers in the supernatural world, doesn't she? Apparently. Yeah. And when they go to meet Colonel Flood and let him know what's been going on with these new where witches in town... Colonel Flood lets them know that Ada Bell, great name, yeah. who's his second in command, missed a meeting the night before, and they're wondering if she may be defected. Yeah. This conversation is a little strange because it's very like uh, ceremonial almost in the mm-hmm. way that uh, Alcide and the Packmaster address each other. Yeah, they, they have this, this formal way, these formal phrases and the structure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess wolf packs have strong hierarchy or something like that. That's makes, the idea. Yeah, it makes sense, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, Suki is not curious about it. She's just like, wants to get, wants to get out of there. <laughs> mm-hmm. I thought, Colonel Flood is an interesting character. It must be hard to be a werewolf in the Air Force, right? I was thinking about that too, yeah. Yeah, they, I think they had mentioned before that there's some sort of like medication, like herb, herbal thing they can take when oh. it is a full moon so they don't have to change, but it's really miserable. Mm. <laughs> interesting. Yeah. But he was, he's retired from the the base in Bossier City. So they leave and they decide that while they're leaving, they're going to stop by Ada Bell's house and see what's going on. On the way, Sookie has like, uh, it's not a, not exactly Sookie's can because obviously Debbie's not there. But, but Sookie has some thoughts about Debbie that are just like kind of brutal, honestly, right? <laughs> let's hear it. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I wonder if I could get some witch to cast a truth spell on Debbie Pelt who I despise because she'd been cruel to Alcide, insulted me grievously, burned a hole in my favorite rap, and oh, tried to kill me by proxy. Also, she had stupid hair. (laughs) (laughs) Alcide wouldn't know an honest Debbie if she came up and bit him in the ass, though backbiting was a specialty of the real Debbie. (laughs) So, wow, okay. He's sucky. Good thing nobody can read your mind. I know, right? (laughs) I mean, she just... Her, her, her infatuation for Alcide, it does feel pretty immature, so it makes sense that she'd be thinking shade about... The girl he's into. That is true. Mm-hmm. They go. They stop by Adabel's house, and her Adabel's mom answers the door and is absolutely frantic. Adabel had an appointment at the bridal shop they both run the night before with someone unknown, and she never came home. Yeah, things aren't looking great for Adabella, unfortunately. No, sadly not. So Alcide and Sookie volunteer to stop by that bridal shop, and there's bodies and body parts all over. Do you have this feeling that Sookie's getting? Dragged into some supernatural bullshit right now. I mean, it is January 1st. Like, it has been, you know, hours yeah, <laughs> since right, something right? has happened. Usually yeah. you can keep one of those resolutions for a day. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. I yeah. mean, people usually go to the gym through, like, January 4th or something. But no. <laughs> January 1st, Sookie gets herself embroiled in two different supernatural plots. Yeah, she's yep. found two or three corpses. Unclear. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah. counting the... Eric, who is dead also. <laughs> right. Also true. Yeah, the, the, the shop, they, they, they find blood and parts, which is not a good sign. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They call the cops and the cops are like, oh yeah, that's 
two people. It's hard to tell because they're kind of jumbled in a pile there. Yeah. Ah, oh, yikes. Yep, there's two bodies there. So that is the, you're right, that's the third dead body she's encountered in probably as many hours. Yeah, yeah. Of the year. Of the year, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, they, lie to the, they lie to the police because they need to have a compelling reason why they were at the shop there. And she says that, and she and Elsie say that they were there because they're getting married. <laughs> this is like such an awkward cover because like clearly they're not prepared for this, right? The, the detective's like... Why didn't she have a ring? And he's like, oh, she'll get the ring on the wedding day. <laughs> and looks like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's kind of a funny conversation. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so he finally decides to go home. So I guess she's gonna, probably just going to spend the rest of the book laying low with Eric until all of this blows over, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Just hanging out, being quiet. Yeah, yeah I think she's got her fill of, of violence and danger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's it for this week's episode. Next time, we're going to be reading chapters 6 through 10 of Dead to the World, the fourth book in the Southern Vampire Mystery Series. I am Alice Sullivan. That is Bluebonnet Cafe on Instagram. I'm Jeff Lake. That's Jeff underscore Lake on Twitter. I'm Michael Sparkman. I still don't have one of those. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback, please drop us a line at hello at armadillo.club. We love hearing from you. And if you ask us a question, we might even answer it on air. Please share this with anybody you think will like this. Please give us good reviews wherever you got this, especially on iTunes. Please check out our Patreon at armadillo.club. Please like us in real life. We're just so likable. Until next time, good night, night, Suki. Suki.